You're listening to the Seek Go Create podcast, a part of the SGC network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. And here's your host, Tim Winders. Hello, everyone. This is Tim Winders. Welcome to the Seek Go Create podcast. This is actually a bonus episode for the season on The Everyday Leader. It's one that as as we were getting into the planning and actually doing some of the early recording, it it was just something that I thought would fit. It it fits pretty well into this season. So it's one of the reasons why we're calling it a bonus, but the most exciting part about this episode is that I'm sitting here at a table with my wife, Glory, across from me. Hello, Glory. How are you doing? I'm good. I know you're excited to be here. You love being recorded on <laughs> podcasts, don't you? Oh, one of my favorite things. All right. We're, we're going to be talking about some leadership items, the agile process, and some other cool things here. But before we get into that, I know that there are so many people on this episode that there's a question that is just rolling around in their minds they want to know it's coming up soon what are you going to be getting your husband for his birthday <laughs> uh, no i'm not telling you well uh, come on you got the microphone going people want to know my birthday's in just a few weeks at the time we're recording this good try i'm not <laughs> telling you <laughs> um well uh well everyone listening that was really the primary purpose for this <laughs> podcast so i've already failed just out of the gate but uh no this this whole season We've been talking about the everyday leader, and and during the course of working on the outline and working on recording it, my wife, who we work in close quarters in our RV, in fact, we're sitting here today, this is, we're living the dream in the RV today, aren't we? It's chilly. Yeah, the temperature's dropped down <laughs> to, I think we might have gotten to a high of 28 today, so aren't you excited you're hanging out with your husband, Tim, but... <laughs> I kept, I kept hearing her go through some processes in the role that she was in, and, and I kept thinking, wow, this would be so good to share this with people in, in some way. So I guess, Glory, to, to start off with, and we don't want to go into a lot of detail about what your job is and work and things like that. Some of that is actually some things we can't share, but just in general, tell us a little bit about the process you've been through just in your work situation over the last, I guess, 12 months to two years that have led you into some of the agile process. And we're going to be talking about Scrum and things like that shortly as it relates to leadership. Um, well, I'm going to step back just a little bit further from that. Um, in our businesses that you and I run together, I've always done the operations of things. And um, I guess about four and a half years ago, um, I started working for a corporation um, more as a title of an executive assistant, but I was a trusted advisor and worked in a capacity of kind of a chief of staff for um, this particular executive. And then I ended up working with another executive along with that and took on more responsibilities there. And um, the second executive that I've worked with was really in charge of a lot of new product development for our company. And because of my entrepreneurial background and, you know, coming from a background where we bootstrapped things, we did things quickly, we made decisions fast, we could pivot quickly, they really wanted that mindset um, to be in this new org with the product development 
uh, because we were easily just a f heavier corporation, and that's kind of the way we thought. So they wanted a little bit faster, quicker thinking. The corporate structure in general can be slow, methodical. Mm -hmm. There can be a lot of barriers and roadblocks, and 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 this is even a company that's can move fairly quickly, but most corporations have that challenge. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes, definitely. Right. Um, and so as I started kind of pivoting into this new role, which was uh, more product management um, and pro I guess project and program management, um, I was studying a lot of that and learning agile principles. And, and it was so interesting because... I was like, well, that's the way Tim and I always ran our businesses. We iterated fast. We put people first. We, I mean, so a lot of those principles were what we already did. I just didn't know there was a name to it um, because I had not studied it uh, in college or in books or whatever. Um, and so the, the group that I am working with and we are developing some new products, we actually are not even working in just a, a, a normal um, waterfall project program management way that a lot of corporations would do. It's the older way of doing project management. We're working in an agile way. Um, agile, just to give you a little definition um, real quick, is a set of values and principles. Um, so if you hear somebody say they do agile, they don't do agile. They are agile. And um, those principles, the, the values are that you... Um, yeah, before you get into that, I want to I want to back up and ask a quick question to clarify, so that everybody's everybody's with us before we move forward. We've got a lot of people, I think, with various backgrounds listening in. And and in a previous episode, I kind of talked a little bit about project management. We talked about strategy. We talked about just that a leader needs to be able to get things done. And one of the things that you mentioned just a second ago was kind of, I guess, going back years, we would just kind of come up with an idea. Many times that would be me. I would roll out of bed. You had ideas, too. And we would just put the plan together, get it done. Sometimes it was close to perfect. Sometimes it was a long ways off from perfect and then we would kind of fix it along the way and try to make it work and sometimes they did well and sometimes they didn't and one of the things that we wanted to talk about here was how important that that process was in in just leadership and also how it's been revealed to you that this is there's a formal process around this so now now that I've kind of caught up I think you were about to go into some of the principles and kind of bring people up to speed about about the agile principles so that people can kind of understand how that relates. Okay, fire away. Go with that. Yes. Um, so agile is a set, like I said, a set of values and principles that guide an organization and its people in their culture, in their behaviors, and it focuses on efficiency and effectiveness um, by iterating quickly and responding to change. Um, it's culturally safe because we put people and individuals and interactions over processes and tools. It's user, user and customer um, delight and feedback are um, very important. Uh, we do a lot of experimenting and learning and changing based on what we've learned. 
and that we deliver value quickly and continuously. Um, so that is, that's the values and the principles uh, behind what we do. And then our team uses a term called Scrum, S-C-R-U-M. That sounds weird. And it, I know. That's a weird word. <laughs> it's, it's based on um, the uh, Australian uh, rules, rules football. football. Not rugby. And Scrum, Scrums oh. within that. And I guess rugby, you have Scrums in rugby. Um, but, uh, you know, the team all huddled together, working together, pushing together. So moving in unison. Mm, well, kind of. If you see them in... They We've kind been of beat up on each other. In when we were in Australia, yeah, we went we to it. one of those. I, yeah. So the, the best part was is that the ACD music, <laughs> ACDC blaring, blaring yeah. in the background. All right. But one one quick thing before we dive into this. You mentioned it earlier, but what is, I guess, the difference or or give us the contrast between say this and what would be considered traditional project management. Is this project management? Is it a hybrid? Is it different? What's up? Um, I guess it would be a, a hybrid. Traditional project management. Uh, you normally write a plan out with every step. Step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, step six, product mm -hmm. um, or event or whatever it is that you're planning. So you, everything is laid out and you can't skip the to step six until one through five have been done. Mm -hmm. um, with Agile, we quickly do iterations. Um, in fact, somebody explained it once to me in this way that, um, you know, with traditional project management, we could say these are all the steps to build a car, but it's going to take us six months to get that car built. And in that six months, somebody else could come out with a car quicker or faster that does something that we were going to do, but they got there quicker. So if we take that six months, that's taking a long time before we're getting to market. But what if instead we start with a skateboard, which we could get out in a week and a half, and then we move from a skateboard to maybe a scooter, we put a handle on it, and then, you know, we go from a scooter to, um, you know, a, an electric bike and from an electric bike to a motorcycle and from a motorcycle to a car. We've iterated along the way, but we've given the customer a way to get from point A to point B somehow on a scooter, on an electric bike, on a, and then to a car. So speed is, I'm, I may be getting ahead of you. I think you wanted to cover some of the principles but is is speed, I guess agile, is speed a critical component? Speed's a very critical component of that. Um, so agile was developed in software development. It's uh -huh. software developers that came up with this. And what they were finding was that um, it would take them, they would have an idea for a software product, but doing it in the traditional way by the time, you know, they could get halfway through the project and all of a sudden it's obsolete because it's no longer, that software is no longer needed in the market or someone beat you to the market. And so now it's like, okay, now we don't need to do it. So you wasted all that time. But if you had gotten just little pieces of it out to begin with and started grabbing market share and then just iterated on it, tested it, found out what the customer 
liked, what they wanted changed, what they wanted you to add to it, and you kept doing that along the way, then six months down the road, you'd had a project, a product that had been in market for a long time that was getting tested and validated instead of it taking you six months to ever even get to market. Or you realize it's not some, somewhere to go ahead. You could pull the plug before yeah, yeah. you're well into And not it. waste the money and the time. And yeah, if you find out, ah, this is not really wanted. And, and, I, and I'm guessing, I guess, one other quick thing on project management, it seems as if that is primarily top-down, like some leader decides and instructs. Is that what waterfall, is that the waterfall thing? Yes, that's waterfall. Okay, so this is different. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. again, you may be about to cover these in the principles, but this isn't necessarily top-down or... Tell me what the difference is there, maybe? Uh, Within the Agile um, and Scrum frameworks, um, your goal is to be creating empowered teams so that you've already talked to management, you've got working agreements in place that, you know, this is a budget, this is a head count, this is what you, you know, yes, you have permission to go make the decisions you need to make to build this product or Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the team is empowered. They can make decisions on, you know, on a second's notice. They can pivot quickly. They can change as they learn things. And they're not having to wait weeks to get something approved, to get it pushed through some red tape or some system or whatever it is that's been set up in the corporation. Um, so there's a much quicker way to move, but you have to have empowered teams to do that, which means you have to be putting people first. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be jumping ahead on this for you, so you can bring me back if I am. Um, I would never correct you. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> so within the, um, I was telling you, Scrum is a framework that helps you do the agile Well, you are doing Scrum based on your Agile principles. Okay. Okay. So within the Scrum framework, um, your teams are normally your development team. So all the members of the team that are actually doing the development. So if it's software, they're, Mm -hmm. you know, engineers and tech, uh, QA, quality testers and, and things like that. You also have a product owner and you have someone called a Scrum master, which is what I do. And so it's really interesting. The Scrum master... Um, is there to teach the team the Agile principles, to be a conscience for the team, to um, help get impediments out of the way. So if there is something that's blocking people, then my job is to go get it unblocked so they can keep moving, Um, to encourage the team, um, just all around help them move forward. Just make an environment that they can move forward. But the interesting thing about being a scrum master is that I'm not a manager of anybody. So you're not I, the big boss. You're not the big boss no, telling have, everybody what to do. I have no authority over anyone on the development team or the product owner. Um, the only authority I have is whatever I earn from people, just because they trust me, because they know I've got their best interest at heart. And so they trust what I'm telling them. Um, and so 
one reason I have loved this so much is because it really ties into our ministry background, um, just being an encourager of people. Um, you know, if it's just sending everybody brownies because they did, uh, they really put in a lot of extra hard work and, um, you know, and I'm just proud of them and I just want to say thank you. Um, or, you know, we, we had somebody, um, whose grandfather passed away. And so I made sure that I sent a card and you would have thought that I sent, I don't know, a gold bar or something, because that is not normally what we see. But as I told you earlier, within this agile values, we put people above processes. Mm-hmm. So um, I I just love being a scrum master and I love being able to be that encourager and the, the person that's going to go bust up any roadblocks that they've got. Or um, I'm just, I thoroughly am enjoying this whole journey that so, I'm on. So you are a, um, you are certified. Now, I am a certified right? right? Tell, tell us a little bit about what that means. You are, and, and I do want to ask this in the same breath. A few years back, if I were to call you a scrum master. <laughs> I you, probably would have slapped you. <laughs> you might have, well, no, not slap. Let's not say that. You may not have been, you may not have been excited about that, no, but you're a, I you're a not. certified scrum master now. That's yeah. so impressive. About to be a, grandmother and a certified, <laughs> certified scrum <laughs> Tell us what that means. And then I've got some questions that I want to also be thinking about this because when we wrap up, before we finish this up, we're going to talk about how this relates to everyday life, mm-hmm. how this is a process that you can pick pieces of it and use it to plan family vacations, use it to, <laughs> yes. to do things around the house, help with your kids' projects, all these type things. So everybody hang tight with us. We're not just in a corporate mode here or business mode. This is personal stuff. So tell us, oh, Scrum Master, <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um, well, uh, the Scrum Alliance... Oh, there's an alliance. Yes, there's an alliance. <laughs> Is there a dark side? Is there a... Stop it. Um, they, um, well, there's actually several places, but the Scrum Alliance was actually started by some of the gentlemen that wrote the Agile Manifesto. Mm. Um, and so through the Scrum Alliance, they actually offer um, certification courses so that you be- you can become certified. So I'm a certified Scrum Master, and I'm actually working on advanced certified Scrum Master. And I would eventually like to train um, companies or churches or um, different organizations of, of how to um, be agile and to do it within the Scrum framework. Uh, so, yes, I am a certified Scrum Master. I, and I'm a certified product, product owner if you want to get Really technical, too. Um, I continue to be impressed with you. (laughs) So before we go much further, I I think you were going to go through earlier, like some of the principles and and some things related to the manifesto. And I think you've covered some of them already. Mm -hmm. But why don't we just I will pause now and I want I won't interrupt you and let you just go through those principles just so people kind of know what they are. And and we're going to we're going to start relating this to the leadership principles that we've been talking about. So go ahead and share those with us. Um, Well, I kind of did, when I was giving you the definition of Agile, I I covered a lot of it, but just um, in the Agile Manifesto, um, there were four values that they listed out, and it was individuals and interactions over processes and tools, 
uh, working software or product or whatever it is over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration, which again is interaction, um, over contract negotiations, so that's putting the people first again because you're putting the customer first, and then responding to change over just following a plan. Uh, being able to do that quick iteration, quick change. Um, so those are the Agile manifesto values. Um, when you're looking at Scrum, the five Scrum values are commitment, courage, focus, openness, and respect. And I think those probably are five things you've probably been talking about this season in leadership. Um, and, I mean, again, that just shows you if you're talking commitment, courage, focus, openness, and respect, then we're putting people and interactions with people first. And that's, and we're all working together and we're building trust and we're learning how to work together to create products, projects, events, whatever it is that we're creating. Um, we're doing that uh, by respecting each other, being open with each other, being transparent, being willing to listen to each other's ideas, make changes if we need to. Um, and if you notice, nowhere in all of this have I mentioned really owner, manager, because that's not there. This is very team-centric. Um, everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone is respected. Diversity Every is a, is critical. Yes. You you are a a mature, strong woman that is scrum mastering this organization that has males and others involved, and I think that's kind of cool. So. Mm -hmm. um, there was a question that I had, and I guess, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you can answer these. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you, you, you've been doing this for a long time, informally. Yes. And mm -hmm. probably for the last year-ish or less, more formally, and what we're what we're talking about here. What are I'm going to ask you for advantages and challenges and issues related to this. And they don't have to be small items. They could be just kind of bigger things. Uh, but but what are what are some advantages to using a process structure system like this? And and then kind of on the flip side, what are some of the challenges you've seen? And again, we're not gonna we can't discuss a lot of the things you're in the midst of. But but I mean, it's probably common in most organizations. Yes. And also just share some of those. That, that you've observed? Um, you know, one of the biggest advantages um, that I could share is that, especially in the last six months, in my particular company, there have been numerous org changes, big org changes, um, you know, executives exiting and, and um, a lot of people left in turmoil because they didn't know where their particular organization would roll up to or what they were going to be working on now. But our organization, because we are um, working in this agile way, um, we've just kept on going. 
and we actually have product to show for it that is working uh, where other people have gotten stymied because it's like, well, who's in charge? Who tells us if we can do something? Are we sure we can do that? I don't know. Who do we ask now? And we don't have to do that because we all committed to each other six months ago and we know what we're working on and we've been able to pivot quickly and if changes have happened then we just roll with it and do our little pivot and keep going uh, so that was that would be um i would say a huge advantage and a disadvantage um is that what i see the other people have had to deal with because they're not using this agile it's been very hard for a lot of the other the rest of the company Right. So you, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we're not going into uh, a, a lot of the details here. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, I've, I've observed, I've seen the people on your team. I know some of them well, and it's some of the just brightest, sharpest, really, 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 really talented people. Mm -hmm. And my observation, you tell me if I'm off base on this, is that it's really a way of clearing away a lot of the noise clearing away a lot of the minutiae. Sometimes I call it quicksand in large organizations. I worked for a large corporation and I saw it. And just allowing people to show off their skills and get something done, achieve and accomplish something. And it's been very impressive. And I want to say how impressed I've been with you because this is a new thing for you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Has it? You've just been comfortable with it and haven't oh, no. been stretched at all, right? No, this is no, stretched you, right? It's it's been great. I've enjoyed the stretching. I've enjoyed learning um, new things, and I've really embraced it. So yeah. And I see such great applications. Um, that's one thing too. I I wanted because you had talked about that towards the end of this, we would discuss ways that this could be used in different ways and families and, and stuff like that. But before we can do that, I think I need to just very briefly give a very high level overview of what the scrum framework is. Um, and, and that is basically that you, and this is very simplified. So um, you sit down at the beginning of it and you come up with your plan for your sprint is what we call it. So a sprint is a quick run. You know, if our daughter was a sprinter in high school and she ran the 100 and the 200, and I mean, those were quick bursts of energy and you did it really fast. So you are deciding what you are going to accomplish in like a week or two weeks. Usually it doesn't go over four weeks. That would be the longest sprint. Most of our sprints for my group is, are two weeks. But let's say you decide that we have X that we're going to do or build or whatever, and we're going to do it in two-week increments. So at the beginning of it, we sit down and we say, what are we going to accomplish in this two weeks? And you make your sprint plan. And then you work on that sprint plan for the next two weeks, and you talk very quickly, every day, just saying, hey, this is what I accomplished. This is what I did yesterday. This is what I'm going to do today. You know, and if you have anything that you're, you're, you're blocked on because I'm having to wait for you to finish so that I can do my next step, then, you know, you share all that so everybody knows where you are. And then at the end of the two weeks, you stop, you take an assessment, and you say, yes, we did that, 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 we completed it all. Awesome. Well done, great sprint. And then 
you start the whole process over again. And you make another sprint plan for the next two weeks. Let me give you an example, though, of some a way you could use this. Let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. And you think that you can lose 20 pounds. You could lose, you know, a pound a week. And you're going to do two-week sprints. So you've got 10 sprints that you're going to do so that you lose this 20 pounds. And so you know for that week you need to cut back on calories, you need to exercise, you need to do these different steps. And so that's what you commit that you're going to do. And at the end of the two weeks, did you lose the weight or not? Okay, great, you did. Then keep going. If you didn't, and you followed all the steps, then what do I need to change? Maybe I need to cut out more calories and work out more or whatever. And so you iterate on that plan and you do it again for another two weeks. And if you get the results you wanted, then keep doing that. And at the end of 10 sprints, you're going to have lost your 20 pounds. That is a very simplified way of looking at it and, and in an everyday type scenario. Did that make sense? It did. But <laughs> the, there's one thing I wanted to ask. You you have... I'd like to whiteboard this out. Every... Yeah, so. we, we actually do have a whiteboard <laughs> in the RV, but we can't show it on the podcast. But um, you, for some time now, most mornings early, usually, have been having meetings, video calls. Mm-hmm. Tell me briefly what those are, because it's not as if y'all just meet every two weeks. Oh, no. We yeah. meet every day. It's called... Every day. We Some people call it a daily stand-up. Some people call it your daily scrum meeting. Some people just call it the daily. Um, so, and you, so you meet for like an hour or two no, every... No, 15 okay. minutes. Fif- and the reason they call it a stand-up is because you really are supposed to just stand up all around a desk if you're, you're co-located, but my group is not. We are all remote and you know so we don't have a desk to stand up around so we get together over zoom and um, we do a 15 minute uh, and I just kind of lead everybody through of you know we go through each person and they talk about what they did yesterday what they're doing today and if they have anything that's blocking them those three things that's it that's all we talk about if we need to discuss more than that then we'd say hey you two grab a meeting afterwards and discuss that because this is just a very quick high level where we are Mm -hmm. meeting and the cool thing about that is that you've been doing these with people in multiple countries, multiple states, all over the world with all the power the of video. All over the world, yeah. Toronto, all kinds of places, yeah. All right, very cool. All right, well, again, I've been very, very impressed. I guess one thing I wanted to ask, what's the difference between this and just being a facilitator, or is it a facilitator? Is it a hybrid of a facilitator? I used to teach that years ago. You obviously know this, and we've mentioned it, but it's kind of someone who just manages the process or facilitates people to help them make a decision. Or Um, Well, to me, a facilitator would not actually get their hands dirty. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's why I liked it. (laughs) Maybe that's why I was good at it. I mean, they they are facilitating the conversation, but they may not be, uh, they may not necessarily have skin in the game. Whereas a scrum master, Part of what you do is some facilitation, but you're part of the team. Um, and you've got ownership in this. So you want to see them succeed. You want, you know, to be part of that success. So to me, that would be the difference between just being, yeah. I think a facilitator is part of the job, but it is not 
the full job. Right, because I would, as a facilitator, I was kind of a hired gun facilitator. I would come in, facilitate one, two, sometimes three days, mm -hmm. and then I'd hop on my horse and ride off into the yeah. sunset. You're there. I'm there. You're in there. Your yes. hands are dirty. And everybody that's associated with this, they're, they've got various roles Correct. within mm -hmm. that, too. One of the things you had mentioned to me, you talked about everyday leadership principles and or, or everyday or agile leadership principles. And I kind of wanted you to maybe pull out how that related to everyday leadership principles. Um, I, I think, you know, things like I, I think like scrum masters, teacher, coach um, and some things like that. That makes sense. Do you recall? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you're, you're, did, did I throw you a curveball? Yeah, maybe. Did I throw oh, you a okay. curveball? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so, well, this. what I'm trying to relate this to is we're in the season on everyday leadership. Mm -hmm. And to me, as you were talking, the the leadership principles of, of Agile, well, they, were they were almost identical. I mean, they were just really emphasizing some of the key points we brought up. Is that something you could talk about? Yeah, I think, I think what you're talking about is um, when I mentioned earlier that Scrum Masters, you know, we're basically, basically teachers and coaches because we, we are teaching the team uh, about the Agile uh, principles and values and why they're important and why they work. Because some people could be going, I don't want to meet every day. I don't have 15 minutes to give to this. But when we explain why it is so important and all the great benefits that we get from it and uh, and we model those things in front of people then we are teaching and coaching them and they understand why to, why they would want to do that and i think that's probably one of the things that you've mentioned in being an everyday leader is being a teacher a coach a mentor a model of how yeah. how you want people to behave yeah um i, I mentioned that i'm an impediment remover um, that's so a, if that's there, a big word. You have to a, tell me what impediment well, so means. So if, if there is something blocking um, our guys so that they can't finish their job, they can't move to the next step until we get this resolved, then I go in and help get it resolved. And a lot of times that is just being able to connect dots, step back and look at it, think of who the players are and who needs to talk, um, and get those two to talk and oh well that moved the whole blocker out of the way um and you're really good at that aren't you i, I am kind of good at that you're i mean it's okay for you yeah. to say you're you're actually really really good for that if there is something in the way i hate to use the term bulldog because i'm not a fan <laughs> of bulldog but you you're gonna get it out of the way aren't you i will do my best you're gonna yes. find it and you can or i'm gonna figure out who can help me and, and there's that. value and there's value when this structure is in a larger organization because there are things that need to be navigated in the larger organization and you've I, I think that's one of the big values you've brought to this team mm -hmm. would you agree with that I would but let me say when Tim says I'm a bulldog and I'm gonna get things done that doesn't necessarily mean I'm just in a gonna, nice way I was gonna say <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm just gonna bulldoze through and just be mean and you know, get it done. I think it's really important that you're savvy, you're, you know, politically adept, you've got high EQ, you're courageous. Um, and I have planted a lot of good seed of just being nice to people and helping people out when they needed help. So when I need a favor, 
they normally are more than happy to help me because I've helped them multiple times. And so this is not about, I mean, it, this goes back again to just that people, that we put people first. And even if it's not people on our team, if it's just people that we have to work with outside of our team, we still put them first and we're nice to them and we sew into them and we encourage them. And then when we need something, they're willing to give that to you to help with that. So one of the things that I've talked about in other episodes is that uh, a leader, and I've used the term a steward leader, is not a jerk. Yes. So if someone is a jerk, and we don't have to define jerk, I think most people can <laughs> kind of get a visual. Um, and if you can't get a visual, then be careful, you might be the jerk in the room, so don't be that. But if a jerk steps into this process, will they be successful? What would happen? What would it look like? I know you don't have any of those mm -mm. on your team, but would it would it kind of cough them out? What, what do you think might happen? Because well, that again is one of the jobs of the scrum master is to work with people uh, to help them with uh, adjusting to working in this framework and um, to help them some with their EQ. Uh, and, and dealing with people to be the conscience of the team. So if we've got people that aren't treating each other well or, or whatever, um, or aren't um, meeting the working agreement that we all created together, um, then you can nicely work with them. I guess that's where the coach comes help, in. Yeah, to but help if you're If you're the coach of a team and you've got someone who's impacting the team in a negative way, Mm -hmm. then somebody needs to go to that person and mm -hmm. have a communication or address it or something like that. So any any other of these leadership principles that you wanted to cover? Because we've got a few minutes left, and I did want to ask some questions about servant leadership. Um, I don't think so. I, I was actually thinking that one of the things I wanted to mention was servant leadership. Um, so if you want to go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, you had, you, when you went to the training and as you've been doing your studying and you're going back to schooling <laughs> to become the scrum master that you are, there was a book, and we'll, we'll attempt to include it in the show notes, called Scrum for the Rest of Us, a Brain Trust Field Guide, which is a, a cute book by Brian Rabone. Rabin, did I pronounce that right? Rabone? And uh, he's got all kind of initials out beside his name here. But... But one of the things he talks about in here is servant leadership, how to lead in an agile culture. Yes. And so talk a little bit about that. And then I'm actually going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to ask you, I think you've heard me talk about my definition of steward mm -hmm. leadership. And so we're going to see if we could relate that and see if they, if they overlay or conflict or, or whatever like that. So servant leadership, and I'm on... I'm, I've got this book opened up here, and I don't even see a page number on it, but <laughs> but it uh, I think 34 or something like that. But anyway, um, th these are some things that I wanted you to kind of share about as we're getting close to wrapping up here. Servant leadership in the agile culture. Um, well, there are plenty of books written on servant leadership or, that have come out of this, which I think is a wonderful thing. Because to me, that's actually a very ministry ministry term um, that is being used in secular um, business, which is really cool. Um, but really, it's all about that this is not about me. 
I'm serving the team. That's what I'm there for. It's not for accolades for myself. It's not for what can Glory get out of it. Um, it is what can I do to help my team succeed, which ultimately will help my company succeed. And so it, it really changes your focus there. And an, another big principle that goes along with that is called leading from behind. So I told you earlier, as a scrum master, I don't have any authority over anybody. I can't tell them they have to do something. Um, so I am basically leading from behind, which means I've got to have a high IQ. I've got to have other people's interests at heart. Um, that's got to be important to me. I've got to be an encourager. I've got to be sowing those good seeds with people so that I can lead from behind without having the authority to get them to do something, but they want to follow me um, or take my advice because I've sown into them and because I have served them. So you're serving the greater good and not necessarily... I'll use a term that I think is somewhat the opposite, selfishly saying what's in this for me, which we've discussed in other episodes of this mm -hmm. of this season. And let me read this. Um, I was looking for it. Uh, I have a definition from uh, on servant leadership, and it is leadership where the leader interacts with others with the aim of achieving moral authority for leading rather than relying on position or role authority. The servant leader promotes the well-being of those they lead and puts the interests of them ahead of their own. Servant leadership involves empathy, active listening, stewardship, and commitment to others. Servant leaders earn the authority to lead from those they lead, and those they lead can remove that authority by merely no longer following the leader. And it was really funny, um, the instructor for my, the certification class that I did said that um, he had read a book on servant leadership and the three people that they used as the examples of the best servant leaders in history were Gandhi, Jesus, and M.L. King. And all three of them died, but all of uh, their principles and things kept moving forward because people still wanted to follow the principles that they had left. Mm. And there's somewhat icons in our society yeah. that we could point to as an example. And here's the cool thing. There's probably hundreds, if not thousands right. of people doing this quietly mm -hmm. behind the scenes. They may not be the big folks getting the accolades and things like that, which anyway, I, I think that's kind of cool. But I just see so many applications for this within families uh, within churches, within missional organizations, definitely companies, whether they're software or not. Um, I just, I can really see how this would, um, I mean, just be great values and principles to help you make decisions and a great framework then to build things in yeah well beyond just well, as it says here just, yeah. looking at some of the books not software development uh, it's also something that can help you plan your next marketing campaign your next vacation mm -hmm. or even help you get your chores done in your household you mm -hmm. know we're sitting here in our rv our theo mm -hmm. and and we we acquired theo a year plus ago right. and theo was not a, a brand new 
RV. He, he was a few years old and we knew we were going to gut him and do some work. We didn't know anything about that. <laughs> and six weeks later, we had done, we actually did our sprints about every two days. We did 24 hour <laughs> sprints, weren't crazy. we? Crazy. Uh, I've got some scars to show that. But, but we, if we look back on that, you were doing acquisitions. I was doing demolition and we were, we really used the agile process. And in, in some And we way, iterated a lot. We iterated we, and you were the scrum we, master right. and that was really cool. And so, so I, I guess I guess one of the things we're we're saying to people is that this yes, this is used in in, in startup environments and corporate environments. It's used in a lot of business environments, but the basic principles and processes mm-hmm. we've used them without knowing it, but the this is a valuable tool for people. I think so. I definitely think so. Yes. Yes. Now, one other, I want to ask you two more questions as we wrap up here. The first is the definition that I've been using for leadership during this season is being for leadership, being a steward over those people, places, and things that God has gifted you with. Mm -hmm. Do you see that somewhat lining up with what we've been discussing in this process? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stewardship is related to servant. Mm-hmm. A little bit different because you're overseeing resources, you're overseeing people, the process structure, systems. And you and I have had a lot of discussion in this. You actually do believe that the role you're in, it, it's a gift. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It's not necessarily job or anything like that. And once again, I do want to say how awesome I've observed, how excellent. You have done it, and with with so much passion and energy, and and I know it's pushed you a good bit. So I'm very proud of you. So, having said that, and giving you those compliments, I do want to ask another question again. I'm, not, I'm still not telling your, you what you're. My birthday, your birthday is my I'm birthday is just you. a couple of weeks <laughs> I knew away. That was coming. Well, then if you can't do that, then Christmas is what just. What do you want was for just your birthday? Shortly after <laughs> my birthday. So can you? Tell me any gifts that you might be considering during this giving season. This is hilarious that he's asking this because this is a man who could pick up any package and shake it once and tell you exactly what's in it. You cannot surprise him. So, please. I do have the ability to use the force. So, <laughs> Glory, thank you for sharing. I I know that sometimes you don't get excited. I think you would be excited about most people interviewing. For some reason, me interviewing you, you think... You think it may not be fun, but this is fun and and, and enjoying it. And I want to encourage people listening to this. If you enjoy when Glory joins me on this (laughs) podcast, rate it, highly rate it, share it, give great comments to encourage her. Because (laughs) my personality doesn't need that as much. Her personality, she would love it. So anyway, thank you again, Glory. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you all for listening in. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope you've learned some things. I hope this has helped you. I hope it fits well with being the everyday leader for this season. And I hope that this bonus episode is something that's been helpful for you. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Seat Go Create podcast, a part of the SGC Network. For those looking for excellence, moving towards success, and creating something new. We are constantly discussing bold new topics and ideas here on the network, so be sure to subscribe to be notified when we post new episodes. We look forward to sharing more with you next time, but until then, enjoy the journey.